0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet heard, you must live in another kind of galaxy really, really far, far away. Today is the day that the latest in the Star Wars saga will be released in theaters. That, of course, was the very familiar theme music by John Williams that first debuted in 1977 when Star Wars opened and continues to frame the series Today, nerds, dweebs, and geeks alike, and I count myself among those categories, will rejoice as they file in to see The Last Jedi Uh, over the next few days. They're going to wear Jedi robes, some of them. Some of them will brandish lightsabers. They're going to cheer and scream and quote lines to their friends. They'll get goosebumps, and they will giggle. All of these people, even the adults, become children again when these films come out. They'll get uh, all of what they are expecting and then spend the next three years debating over whether it lived up to what that expectation was. All for the love of a series of movies that have really transcended their creator, George Lucas, and become a cultural phenomenon that really shapes American understanding of science fiction, of toys, of storytelling, and so many other things. Today, we are going to unpack what makes the series different or special. And a bit later, we're going to pivot a little and talk about a different kind of Star Wars for our Throwback Thursday segment. We'll talk about America's failed missile defense system from the 1980s, which of course was called Star Wars. So we've got a full show of Star Wars today and we really want to hear from you. What are your Star Wars memories? What's your favorite or least favorite movie in the series? What is your favorite or least favorite character in the series? And why? And what do you make of these newer movies? Are they getting it right? They are doing it differently, certainly, than George Lucas did in the original trilogy and in uh, the prequels. Uh, do you like the direction this is headed right now? Have you never maybe seen a Star Wars movie and don't understand the hype? Or did you see the movies and just don't like them? We want to hear from everyone. 313-577-1019 is the numbers on the phones. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, uh, put your comments there, and you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will try to work you into the conversation a little later in the show I'm going to talk about my own Star Wars stories I am the exact age I think of the kind of fan that George Lucas was thinking about when he was making Star Wars and put it out into theaters it of course shaped narratively much of uh, much of my childhood um, and we'll talk about that but also joining me in the studio today is Laura Weber Davis she's a senior producer here on Detroit today she's well, she's a huge huge Star Wars fan so we could could not do this segment without her, Laura. Welcome to the studio.
1: Yes, I'm a dweeb. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the category that's you've chosen for too, yourself. Yes.
0: Okay, uh, and also here is Adam Graham, he is the film critic for the Detroit News. Adam, welcome to Detroit. Tonight. Good morning, thank yes. you for having me. Yeah, so Adam, I, I want to start with you and I want to start with this new movie, The Last Jedi, which uh, which opens late tonight. That's when I'm gonna go see it. That's how much of a Star Wars geek I am. I, I don't know that I've waited more than a few hours after one of these movies opened to, to, to actually gonna go see it. It's going to be tough tonight, you know, between 7 when it opens <laughs> right. and, and later t- when, it, when you finally see right. it. That's right. I will just be sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> uh, but I want to start with uh, your take on this movie. And of course, no spoilers, no spoilers, sure. no spoilers. Yeah, I don't want people to run from their radios <laughs> right. now that they know. Listen. I can't listen. No, that's right. I'll tape
2: it. I'll listen to it later. We're not going to tell you <laughs> right. anything We're not gonna tell that's going to
0: spoil your experience, yes. but- we do want to know, or at least I want to know, uh, how how good is this movie? What is what is its sort of place in the the narrative here of now the eight other films that have come out, the two trilogies, uh, plus the beginning of the third trilogy, and Rogue One, which uh, is a, a different kind of prequel. Um, and and where does this sort of movie seem to be sending the series uh, in the future for the final? chapter of, of this last trilogy? Uh, most importantly, I think Star Wars fans, of which I'm not
2: in the... That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, Star Wars has never been my main thing. Um, I think that I've seen all the movies once. Once. Yes. Once. It wasn't I wasn't I can somebody watch him twice how do you in a night. That? I just it, it, in my household growing up that wasn't that wasn't our thing. I think my brother had some of the toys. He's older than me. I came in under him and it just it was never really my main thing. So I to to Age to preface, has a lot to do with it. Um yeah. perhaps and it just it, it wasn't it just wasn't our thing in the yeah. in the house. Yeah. Um but so I'll preface everything I'm saying by saying I'm not a Star Wars super fan. This new this movie rocks. Oh, this wow. movie rocks so hard, <laughs> and this is this is, the fact that it, it played the way it did for me, who's not super indoctrined yeah. into the the Star Wars religion. I think that people in you in your theater tonight when you see it uh-huh. in an audience full of super fans and that's the best way to see these movies. Yes. Um when when the music first comes up, when the title card comes up, you want like you <laughs> want right. it to be like You're a rock crazy, concert in right? there. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be. But this movie has a build to it where I think that because it plays that way in audiences, mm-hmm. like you need to have a come down from that initial, oh my God. <laughs> so it kind of it, it settles into a groove, but then by the end um I said this in my review so I'm paraphrasing myself here. Um but it it plays like an orchestra at full roar. Wow. Um wow. and and there's some stuff I saw the movie on Monday. Um there there's some stuff in it that I haven't been able to really um, to I keep going back to. I think I might see this movie again in the theater because I want to relive it. I want to re-experience it with the super fans wow. because um, one sequence in particular is just is maybe the best thing that 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 I've seen committed to film in, in the Star Wars series. Wow, um, that is it, a it's a fantastic statement. stuff. And I think that what what where it fits in is. With The Force Awakens, which was the 2015 mm-hmm. film which came after the prequels, J.J. J. Abrams had to kind of reestablish the series away from the prequels, which left such a bad taste in so many people's mouths and minds yeah. and in what is Star Wars. And, and we're letting kind of – it, it's weird that George Lucas kind of came back with this case of ring rust. You know, it's like <laughs> he didn't know – he was doing his own thing. He didn't know uh, what the fans really wanted out of – he kind of took it into his own – Lane and it was inside his own head. It just didn't work. It was slow. It was plotting. JJ J. Abrams kind of took it back and said, These are the things that you want out of a Star Wars yes. movie. Yes. Made it fun, Reestablished the universe, gave you the old characters, gave you the new characters. So he 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 brought it back to where it needed to be so that this um the new films could kind of take on their own life. Mm. We've done all the things. We've reminded you, so now let's take it forward. Uh Ryan Johnson, who's the writer and director of the new mm-hmm. film, um, he's still able to give you the kind the storyline with the new and the old and you know it's classic good versus evil um but he he kind of takes it to a place in this film where the good guys have shades of bad and yeah. the bad guys have shades of good and the um like the real scorn is left for the 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 war profiteers. Yeah. Um it's a Star Wars for today. Huh. Um it's a political Star Wars. I think that you can read into the things that you want to about what it is saying about our world today at the same time it's it's you know it's lightsabers and yeah, it's laser yeah. fights and it's x-wing <laughs> fighters um so it kind of deftly um straddles the line between entertainment and commentary wow. um uh, it, it smartly does those things and i think that you get a great you get a great great luke skywalker luke skywalker i've
0: heard so, that i've read that in some of the reviews so you, like, this again, is the again, best luke we'll see yes, on, the, on the screen
2: absolutely and again i'm not giving anything away because at ah, the end of, at the end I'm of i'm panicking of, at the <laughs> the end of Force Awakens, we 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 got Luke Skywalker, we see him, right. a great a great cliffhanger um which kind of uh, you know that's what you want to see and then so this film I mean from the trailers and I don't know did you watch any trailers? Yes. I okay. Did. Okay. See I even I avoid trailers and so I haven't been like wow. and I just don't watch trailers at all. I like to go in um as fresh as I can for everything. So there's things in the movie that I didn't know were coming and I don't know if most people know are coming and I'm not going to talk about those things here on the yeah. air of course not. Um but you get a great Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um and and you get Luke Skywalker interacting with the new people in the cast. Um and It's just, it's going to play really well. It's going to play really well to fans. I I think it it gives them what they want. And it's also, it's a smart film. What happened with me was, uh, again, I wasn't, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm not, I'm not looking for it to make or break my year. um, I'm slipping it into my top ten movies of the year. Wow! Nice. Out, of, out of nowhere, oh, man. it 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 made that much, of an, made that much of an impact on wow. And I'm not here. I'm not selling the film. <laughs> I'm just telling <laughs> you guys what it's I thought. Critic. Well, let me yeah, let exactly. me just raise yeah, a red ahead, flag if I can. Sure.
1: <laughs> I'm a little concerned. That somebody who's only seen each of the Star Wars movies once (laughs) loves this movie so much. Because then it makes me wonder. Well, that
0: is one of the real tensions among Star Wars fans, which is that people who are really, really, really deeply into the series have seen the movies many, many times and and spent a lot of their time thinking and, and talking about... You know the narratives and the tensions that are that are in this in the series. Sometimes see these movies really differently. I mean, the, the, there's a little bit of right. A I don't need this movie to be eye. Moonlight.
1: I don't need it to be Citizen Kane. <laughs> I need it to be perfect within the pantheon. Yeah, so, yeah. But I,
0: but but what I've read from the review suggests <laughs> yeah. that I I think we will be satisfied too with the way it treats those things and, and, you know, pays homage to the things that, that, that really matter in the series and, and, and those tensions, again, uh, that, that exist. One of the things I think is really interesting about the reviews that I've read is about how it brings back more of the tension between good and evil, which I think was really badly mishandled in the prequels. Right. It was too simple. Uh, there were not explanations for things. You didn't feel uh, the things that the characters were dealing with. Right. I, feel, I, I think uh, from what I've read, this movie sort of gets you back to that feeling. I, I, I still can remember the feeling I had, of course, in the theater the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader tells Luke Skywalker that he's his father. I mean, there is this emotional response you feel to what's being revealed and, right. and what it means to those characters. Uh, the, the prequels never hit that. Emotional. No. Well, they, they came close. They came at close the at the very end, end yeah. when Obi-Wan and Anakin Chops are fighting. Chops off his friend's legs. Spoiler and, alert uh, if you haven't well, seen it yet. Well, if you haven't yet. seen that, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's the, the statute of limitations on spoilers? <laughs> and yeah, Anakin says, I hate you. Uh, right. And uh, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan but then George responds, Lucas, you know, but I loved Lucas you. But George Lucas destroyed that, that all difficult. of that
1: emotional uh, fever pitch by then turning a Darth Vader uh, evolution sequence into a strange homage yeah. to uh, yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah,
0: no, I didn't like and that. It, like, is that the
1: classic, no? Yeah, yes. Right. And I had, terrible. I had never thought that I could laugh <laughs> at yeah. and not yeah. with a Star Wars movie, but no, that was definitely the moment. So, you know, George, it was mishandled. It's strange to think that a series that was divined of a man's brain could also <laughs> be mishandled in his own hands. In his own hands. This yeah, he was a
0: different guy when he made the prequels, stuff.
1: But I am also a defender of the prequels. A defender of the prequels? A a defender. A hardcore defender. We'll get to that. This is Detroit Today on
0: uh, 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Adam Graham. He's the film critic at the Detroit News. Also with us is Laura Weber Davis. She's a senior producer here on Detroit Today. We are talking all things Star Wars today. The ninth movie in the series opens today, tonight. I'm going to be there at 1045 to see it. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of... This series. What are your Star Wars memories? What are your favorite or least movies? What are your favorite or least characters in this series and why? What do you make of these newer movies? Uh, The one that came out three years ago, the one that comes out today, Rogue One, which was a different kind of prequel, which we had in the interim. Do you like these new films? Uh, Do you feel like they are faithful to that original narrative and emotional tone? that the original series had, uh, or maybe are you someone who's never seen a Star Wars movie and don't really understand all the hype about it, uh, or maybe you saw the movies and don't like them. We want to hear from you during this discussion. 313 1019 is the number on the phones. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put some comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into conversation we've got a call already of course uh let's go to james in northville james welcome to detroit today hi there hey james how you doing good how are you i'm doing good
3: uh yeah i really love star wars uh my dad always brought me uh to see the prequels i was a little too young to go to i was i wasn't even born yet to see the, <laughs> the first ones.
0: yeah yeah
3: i know uh, you're asking who the favorite character was and yeah. well i'm a big fan of the empire you know uh Emperor Palpatine and uh the first order is kind of a you know they're not really living up to it. They're just destroying worlds and not trying to bring, bring peace to the galaxy like the empire was.
0: Right. So so and, and your your love for for the the emperor and the empire comes from the the prequels is what you're saying, not from the original. I,
3: exactly. Wow, exactly.
0: That's really interesting. I, I I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say that. Is um, it the
1: politics, James? Um, our Jedi our producer at first. Yeah, our producer, our producer Jake Neer, maintains that what makes the prequels interesting is that it's about intense political structures and yeah. how they fall apart. Is that what made you interested in that, the Empire?
3: That's exactly right. Um, you know, it, it's, they tried to uh, to 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 uh, put it towards kids, but it was a, a scheming political, you know, three movies. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's what I loved about it, though, is. Uh, you know, I, I wish they would have made it a little bit more for adults, yeah. though, you know, like uh, just go with the political, you know, scheming. And uh. but, you know, I liked the Jedi at first. I loved them. You know, they had a good uh, they had a good thing going, but they would just break their code one too many times for me. You oh, know,
0: and that's uh, I, James, I'm glad you called and said that. I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone articulate that that kind of reaction to Star Wars or to the prequels, uh, which, of course, for me. Uh, show up in my in my mid twenties uh, and and or late twenties actually and long after uh, long after I'd seen the the original films as a kid. So.
1: There are interesting fan discussion sites. Not that I read those sites <laughs> uh, no, no, no. that really delve into whether or not the Jedi are the bad guys. And, yeah, I've uh, seen I mean, some it depends on that. how you look at it, right? Because from the Empire's perspective, the Jedi are the bad guys. They're these insurgents. They're these sort of militiamen that have, have decided that whatever their religious zealotry is what needs to save the day, where you're talking about a system of government that thinks what they're doing is the right thing. Mm. So, it, it, the whole series ends up being about good and evil and what it is and the middle ground the gray area between those yeah. things
0: yeah and i well and I guess I didn't feel like the prequels did a great job with that I, th- I thought uh they rendered uh Anakin Skywalker v- uh, far too simply uh you know n- not getting into what was motivating him. Uh, why he was so attracted to the dark side and 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 things like that um i thought the original series did a much better job oh of,
1: my gosh steven well, yeah that's, that's just your kid's sensibility <laughs> the truth is i mean look at luke skywalker the first movie and i love this line but i mean uh but i was gonna go down to the Taj station to get some power converters he was a corny the kid. first movie
0: was quite corny. He was
1: just a simple kid. But
0: Empire, I think, grew the series up really quick in terms of emotional content yes. and emotional, you know, weight. And uh, again, that that climactic scene in that movie. There, there are very few emotional movement uh, moments in other science fiction movies I can sort of put on par with that. Exchange between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. It's I just true. don't think uh, I don't think anyone else quite measures up. Well, what's interesting ahead with ahead. James was um,
2: I think the film plays to how you come into it. Uh, that the series does, and over generations now, where it's kind of in, over forty years, it's kind of the third mm-hmm. sequence, and mm-hmm. so the kids that see Force Awakens first are gonna mm. react to that for years later. That it's frames just like, their thing. Yeah, right, right. absolutely. It's just, it, and that's what's interesting about the way that this the series keeps going is that it plays to it's kind of like your favorite weird al album is your whatever yeah. you hear when you're in fifth grade whatever your favorite Star Wars album is the one you see first and that's your introduction yeah. into the universe yeah. uh,
0: again three one three five seven seven one oh one nine is the number on the phones that's three one three five seven seven one oh one nine you can also go to the WDD Facebook page put your comments there. Uh, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. We're going to go back to the phones in a second, but first, I'm going to talk a little bit about my own experience with Star Wars. Uh, as I said earlier, I th- I feel like I was the exact age of the people that George Lucas was sort of pitching this story to. I was six when the original film came out, uh, and I can remember Uh, being in school with uh, my best friend, Kofi Boone, who's still friends of, uh, we're still friends on Facebook and stuff like that today. But uh, he was talking about this film that he had seen and, and talking about all of these crazy things that were in it and these vehicles and these characters and these robots and all this stuff. And I kept thinking, uh, I, I I didn't understand what he's talking about. We were six-year-olds, right? Uh, and I'd never seen a science fiction movie before. So I finally convinced my mother to take me to see it. And we're sitting there and we're watching the film. And I don't know, maybe 20 minutes in, I lean over to her and I go, are they on Earth? <laughs> and she says, she says, no, they're, they're off in, in space somewhere. And so I go back and I'm looking at the movie a little longer. And I lean over to her and I go, Are they going to go to Earth? (laughs) She says, no, it's a movie about space. And, you know, that's what's going on here. And then toward the end of the film, I'm like, I think they should go to Earth. Are they ever going to go to Earth?
1: It's a cool cool place. (laughs) Right. Lots to do there. You know, I
0: I didn't quite get it. Um, And then, of course, uh, uh, I saw the movie several other times. After that, as I was a little older. And then when Empire comes out, I'm 10 and in a very different space. I'm now a huge fan of the, the movies. I have all the toys. Uh, I have Star Wars sheets on my bed, I'm quite sure. Uh, and, and you know, it, that movie taught me so much about, you know, uh, uh, dramatic tension. It taught me so much about this this idea of shades of good and, and evil. It taught me so much about... Uh, the power of loyalty and friendship, uh, all of these really important themes that are right there. And as a 10-year-old, you see that, and it just burns the series much more into your brain. And then, uh, of course, when Jedi comes out, I'm 12 or 13, uh, and I I am able to go see the, the movie by myself. I don't have to have a parent take me. Uh, and I go with friends, uh, and then that summer... I remember we spent a whole week every day walking down to the Rensen uh, paying five bucks to get in to see Jedi. So we saw it five times in the first couple of months. Now, uh, as a
1: tween, were you judgmental about Ewoks or did you embrace them?
0: You know, I didn't love the Ewoks then. I didn't hate them either. And I still yeah. don't. I think it's, uh, you know, it's it was an interesting wrinkle to the story. I thought uh, narratively it works out fine. It's just a little, it's a little more corny than the... Uh, than I would have liked after Empire. I thought Empire really darkened the series and that that there were ways to sort of cast that forward into the last chapter that... That Lucas did not take advantage of. So,
1: well, Ewoks really spoke to me when I was five years did old. They? Yeah, <laughs> right. I thought they were You're a little younger adorable. than I am, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I same age. Uh,
2: I think Jedi was the first one I saw in the theater, and I was like, "Oh, I like these Ewoks. This is I like these cute little guys." Yeah. yeah. Right? right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, we're even knowing take, nothing uh... about what else was <laughs> exactly. going on. Like, hey, I like right. these I mean. little guys. All
0: right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our talk about Star Wars, the movies, and the culture, and of course, we're going to get to you. Lots of people waiting on the phone. Carl in Lake Orion, Pamela in Sterling Heights, Greg in Beverly Hills, Norris on the west side, Brian in Dearborn. We will get to you. Stay with us on Detroit Today.
1: News, music,
3: culture, and community every
1: day. Every day. Every day on 1019 WDET. Detroit's public radio station.
0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. That, of course, is the Imperial March, music from the movies of Star Wars. That is what we are talking about this hour as the ninth film in the powerful series debuts. Today, and people will be rushing to theaters all night and then into the weekend to see what the latest installment has to tell us about these characters that we know so well, about these stories that have become so familiar. Joining me in studio to talk about Star Wars is Adam Graham. He's a film critic at the Detroit News. Also, with us is Laura Weber Davis. She's a senior producer here at uh, WDT on Detroit Today. Uh, and we are talking about our own experiences. With Star Wars, how they shaped our lives, our understanding of story and fun and science fiction. We want to hear from you, too. What are your Star Wars memories? What's your favorite or least movie in the series? What's your favorite or least character and why? What's your favorite or least favorite vehicle? Think of all of the <laughs> modes of transportation that uh, Star really Wars want has introduced in us to, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what do you make of these newer movies? Do they get it right? Are they... Better or worse than the original uh, uh, trilogy? Are they better or worse than the prequel trilogy that uh, we saw in the 2000s? And what do you think of these new movies that are being developed? The first one we saw uh, about a year and a half ago, Rogue One. Uh, and we're going to get several more of those sort of one-off stories in the Star Wars series. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313 313- 577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to uh, Twitter and hashtag us, and we'll work you into the conversation. We have a lot of folks on the phones, of course, who want to participate in the conversation here. So let's go to Pamela in Sterling Heights. Pamela, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hey.
3: Um, so I, ha- I had an interesting theory uh, from a friend of mine. We always get into it over the pre because I – I don't really see much value there. I think they came out at a time where I couldn't really relate to either story. I was too old to relate to Anakin's, you know, kids' view of the world. And I just... Um, <laughs> he tells me often when I express my uh, annoyances with, with the prequels that Star Wars for George Lucas was more about creating toys and selling toys than it was about films. And that oftentimes his <laughs> storytelling hmm. is undermined by that drive.
0: That's so interesting. So I
3: my, what you guys thought about that. My thing about
1: George Lucas... Yeah, I'll say my thing about George Lucas, I don't know that he was as much into the merchandising of it as much as he always was committed to these deep, detailed storylines combined with his obsession with pushing movie-making boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I think his attachment to CGI became more important to him. I mean, he essentially is the reason we have these incredible CGI departments. These tools to be because able to... Because he created these yeah. for these films. Yeah, he's
2: a tech guy more yeah. than he's a filmmaker. Right, he's exactly. He's into the technical aspect. He, and didn't, he, he didn't have a lot of other films outside of this universe. Right. Yeah. I mean, he became he a producer on a lot of things, but films he directed was a small handful. Yeah. And he
1: wasn't committed to the movie-making storyline. He was committed to the storyline he developed in his head and combining it with these incredible CGI graphics sure. to make these great space stories. But, uh, I, you know, I think the people who have become obsessed with the merchandising was Disney. And they are the ones who, you know, it used to be that you would only see these Star Wars toys come out when the movies came out. Yeah. and They'd only be available for a few months. Um and then if you didn't have them, you didn't have them. And so they became these commodities. But now every Target has a Star yeah. Wars aisle. Yeah, they you still know? do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and now there's this
0: whole Lego Star Wars uh, universe that, that has just done really well with, with kids, little kids, who maybe haven't even seen all the movies yet. It's uh, just
1: really interesting how the the George Lucas Star Wars prequels look so different. They feel different than the other ones and not just because – of the movie making times yeah. but also the shininess the color palette that he used it just it it was really hard to sink into those in the same way that you did the other movies because they weren't made of gray and black and white tones Yeah, yeah.
0: I had a, almost all the toys from the first uh, 3 movies as a kid I mean my house was just full yeah. of mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that Kenner Star Wars uh, stuff, and it was all and your mom was probably threw them away. Yeah, no, if I say that stuff, them in the but sale. they were, you know, they they took a beating in my house too. You know, they you know get tumbled down the stairs. <laughs> they take Luke outside no into face. the do into yeah. the dirt. They wouldn't have been worth much money. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept them in the package, but.
1: Who can do Who that? that? got play with them. Yeah, yeah, right. You got to play
0: with them and play with them hard. Those were those were good sturdy toys, right? You <laughs> threw one of those things down the stairs. It's not like it shattered into pieces. You just picked it up and kept going. <laughs> I had <laughs> a durability. Luke
1: Skywalker whose hand was lost to a dog and <laughs> well, there you I go. felt like it was apropos. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, it worked. yes. I said he that's only, not bad.
0: could have put a little uh, tin foil on the end of his hand. It would have <laughs> been his mechanical hand. See? That's what kind of kid I was. <laughs> Pamela, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Greg in Beverly Hills. Welcome to Detroit Today. You there, Greg? Hello. Hey, go ahead, yeah, Greg.
3: Yeah, hi. How you doing?
0: Good. How are you?
3: Oh, great. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, I, I, I'll start off right away. The last uh, movie, when they portrayed Ren, the strong character, I,
3: I, I thought that was great. It's about time they really have a woman. The with, female oh, lead, yeah. Yeah, female lead. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, this Saturday, I'm going to take my two boys to the ne- uh, next one, and we've been going to see these movies ever since they uh, came out.
0: Yeah, no, no, great, so, hey, Greg. That's a I, I yeah, think that's a really and, interesting yeah. point to interject in the conversation too. Is this pivot toward a female lead? A lot was made of that uh, when the movie came out. Some people didn't like it, uh, but I think for a lot of people, it was it was. Uh, You know, the thing they've been waiting for. When do the women get to? To was, rule the Star Wars It wasn't universe. a
1: hard pivot, though, because Leia was always an extremely That's strong, right. capable character. And so having a strong, capable female lead was not that hard of a pivot, I don't think.
2: But they found a good actress in Daisy Ridley. And yeah. I think that uh, in the first one, you kind of, uh, you go along with it because you're being handed this character in a sense. Like, this is our hero now. This is who we, like to, we have to watch. And you're like, who is Daisy Ridley? I don't know anything about her. Um, in this movie, she really comes alive. Uh, we also saw her in, well, I saw her. I don't know how many other people saw Murder on the Orient Express. With Kenneth Branagh about a not month ago, seen that. I it was see pretty that interesting. Movie. And she's got a small role in it in a big ensemble cast, but mm-hmm. she holds her own. I think that she's a solid actress. I think that she's got mm-hmm. other stuff, and I think that she's already said that past the next one, episode nine, she doesn't want to necessarily be star- tied to the Star Wars universe forever. Huh? Um, and I think that she's got potential outside of it. But yes, as a character, Rey. Um, she she we we get to see a lot more of her in this movie and kind of explore who she is and what she does and she absolutely holds her own and holds the screen.
0: Yeah. Trish on Facebook says, "I have yet to suffer through a single Star Wars movie." Suffer? I've attempted the first one a few times, <laughs> primarily out of obligation as a kid born in the 70s, then again recently as a mom to some cool kiddos. The 8 and 9-year-old have seen every film in the series, but this mama falls asleep every single <laughs> Time. Well, let's say,
2: let's say that you haven't seen any of them, and you're and you're an adult. Where do you start? Would you start with Star Wars? See, Would you I start think, with episode I think that's one? That's an interesting. I Would think you, you start have the to start Awakens?
0: with uh, episode four because that's really where the story starts. And you don't care, I don't think, about uh, the 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 narrative that's unfolding in episode one, unless you've seen four, five, and six. I mean, right. it's that you know the end of the story. You know what this kid becomes. That you're even interested in. them. So
1: uh, I've heard a really interesting way to unfold it to kids who have never seen this, and I think this is the one I may implement with my daughter when she is of age. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it goes four, five. So that's that's Luke Skywalker right. in, coming of age. Right. Four, five. You find out that he's the dad. Then you go back to,
0: to one, to,
1: to two, and three. So you okay. learn the story. You skip one. You skip just skip one. one. It's not even worth it. Okay. We're throwing
2: one off We're the cliff. We're throwing one off
1: the cliff. So then you go back and you get the backstory of how Darth Vader came to be now that you know he's the dad. And then it makes Jedi that much more gratifying if you go to six. Wow. Four, five two, need four five
0: two three six. Our <laughs> yes, other... <laughs>
1: four five three two six. That's my. Uh... <laughs> our,
0: our other producer Jake Near is sitting in the booth, shaking his head violently. Jake Near was his, born uh, in like 1993. <laughs> he doesn't know. How does he know? Yeah, he right? doesn't know. <laughs> right, uh, uh, I, but I think that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting idea that you can sort of pull the series apart and look at it in different ways to tell different kinds of stories If about you think
1: that Darth Vader is ultimately the protagonist and the antagonist and the whole thing is around him as a central figure yeah. rather than Luke, yes. it kind of depends on who you think right. who you is think the, most, is important the most
0: important character. Who do you think is the most important character? Yeah. Let's go to Carl and Lake Orion. Carl, welcome to Detroit today. Are you there? I'm you hear me. Yep, I think we're you're on a bad connection there, Carl. We can't hear you. Um, but but I will speak for Carl here in the notes that are on the thing because I the reason I wanted to interject him into the conversation. He wants to talk about Rogue One, uh-huh. which he says he went into with pretty low expectations uh, and can't get over how good it was. That that was absolutely my experience. Uh, I, I I had no idea what to expect. I loved the idea of that story, but then lots of people had said. Uh, beforehand, a lot of critics said "Eh, it doesn't quite make it. I thought uh, it was the most faithful uh, uh, story to the original series that I've seen since the original series, far more faithful than the prequels, and even better uh, than The Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, me thinking that Darth Vader is the central character that... We go for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think even though he's not in it very much, it is pound for pound the best Darth Vader action. The way he is in that movie is
0: really disturbing, and uh, yes, and and he is. You know, I remember Darth Vader being this sort of frightening figure. He didn't say that much, uh, and when he did say something, it was pretty awful. And he did terrible things, and they lost that, um, of course, in the prequels because uh, he wasn't in them. Yeah uh but but uh in in Rogue One i mean his behavior is so awful uh, that last scene uh where he is absolutely slaughtering people for for not very good reason spoiler alert i thought was yeah right <laughs> if you haven't seen rogue one i'm sorry <laughs> um, the other
1: thing about that series is um You know, when you watch A New Hope and they have the plans for the Death Star Mm -hmm. that ultimately leads to the conclusion of that movie, they insinuate and discuss the fact that a lot of people died to receive these plans.
0: Yes. And And they do that again in Jedi where they talk about having had spies try to do it. Um, The the other thing I liked about Rogue One was, again, that murkiness of the characters, that scene – uh, where where uh, one member of the alliance kills another in order to mm-hmm. escape yeah. stormtroopers. That's right in the in the beginning of the film. Yep. I mean, it hints again at the darkness that uh, that that attends that whole story. I thought that was really well executed. Uh, Rodney on Twitter says Star Wars episodes one through three are poorly executed, but I'm always touched by the tragic story of Anakin. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel that way. That uh, it's still an important story, but they did it a little poorly. Uh, let's talk to Norris. Norris on the west side. Welcome to Detroit. Hey, TV. good morning. Hey, good morning.
3: Uh-huh. I'm I'm excellent. Uh, I just wanted to come in and say uh, I'm going to see it tonight, 1130. Uh, my favorite is Empire, of course, but one of the big reasons why Empire is my favorite, it boils down to one man, and that's Lando Calrissian. Huh. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
3: And, and as, a, as an African-American you know, as a kid, seeing literally the smoothest dude in the whole galaxy, you know, basically out-charm
0: out a young Harrison Ford. Uh, yeah, it I don't was, know. It was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, You know, I go back and forth between whether Lando was smooth or creepy. Right? No, he wasn't <laughs> He was a little creepy. He was a little creepy. The whole, you know, uh, how well, are you doing? Well, so, Adam, we're going
1: to get the prequel. <laughs> we're going to get his backstory, isn't that— yeah, is for, is,
2: um, is Donald Glover young yeah. Lando in Han in the Han Solo story? Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, that was a spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> and, you're ruining it
1: for me. Adam. The Han
2: Solo story comes out th- around the corner. It comes out in May. Are they yeah. done
1: filming it then? I
2: think they're done. They went back with uh, Ron Howard. He did the reshoots. Um, Woody Harrelson's in it but that one's coming out right on the heels of this thing yeah. so about the time I mean these things can these things last in the theater for a long time yes. um, uh, Last Jedi should probably be in theaters till around April mm-hmm. and then I think May right around Memorial Day Mid- we get, we're gonna yeah, get Han the Solo story and I then can't that's followed up for that awesome. story I and then a year later gonna... it's, um, it's episode 9 is going to be in May Okay, Okay. so it's like we're 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 pivoting from December to May. Yeah,
0: we're going to start having more. And then after that, I think that there's nothing announced. Yeah, right. I think there are new. There's some new trilogy they want to launch with, with all new characters. Is what I've heard. Which
1: leads me to this question: Is there some point where we have? peak Star Wars and the oversaturation of films kind of diminishes the strength of the original series because I definitely feel like because of all the toys because of all the television series it does diminish the original story a little bit I think only because these movies for me feel so personal (laughs) it's like reading the best book for me you know like I feel very committed to Star Wars the way I do to Pride and Prejudice. You know, these are like the things that make me feel like nobody else has experienced them. Yeah. But the more. We sort of surround the original series with more storytelling. It kind of takes away from me. Yeah. Well, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. A couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was that that meme going around on on, on the online about name something <laughs> that if you said today, people didn't wouldn't understand if they were a certain age. And Dave Etzkoff from the New York Times said something along the lines of three Star Wars movies. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, forever. right? Now we're in this this world of like infinite Star Wars yeah. and when Disney got a hold of it um, a couple years ago the, the thought was that they were going to put out or somebody said at the time, there's going to be a new Star Wars movie every year until you die and after that they're going to keep coming. They're going to so keep doing. It's just yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars and I think that right now we're at peak Star Wars I think right now. Right. Um, As long as they continue to do it if they do it every year Okay, I think that they should hold back at some point. Yeah. Maybe like m- maybe after episode nine, maybe wait a couple of years. I don't know if they'll do that because yeah. the money's That's too lucrative. Right. Yeah. I was gonna um, say, I
0: think Disney bought this. To, to just keep to rank rank it up the stories, right? But look at to the Marvel universe, a new, right? Yeah. It's
1: the same. I'm right. afraid it'll become the Marvel universe. But
0: the Marvel universe is still
2: revving. Like yeah. Ragnarok yeah. just made and 300 million dollars. I see all of those. I know, right? and they're they're really well done. That's yeah. the thing. It's quality control. That's right. And so far, they haven't they haven't they haven't messed up Star Wars yet, right? Right. They're they taking careful. Uh, they're they're being careful with the
0: story. Um, good people are involved making. I and mean, I'll be honest. As long as that's. What they're doing, as long as they're not putting out schlocky movies that I don't like, I would see. I would see all of them. I mean, I and I can't imagine a pace at which I'd say, "Well, it's just too much." Star uh, Wars. I don't know. Right? For me, I'm it's so...
1: like if you're like, you know, get the Jane Austen fan fiction author to come and write Pride and Prejudice <laughs> two. I'm not gonna think that. Right.
0: I'm done with that. Right.
2: <laughs> well, the Lego movies were rolling around, and yeah. then they did two this year, and the the second one that came out this year, Ninjago didn't mm-hmm. do nearly as much as Lego Batman did. Two in a year, I think, is too much for something that's that similar. If they can stick, if they can hold back on Star Wars and and, 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 and hold back the investors and all these things, um, I, I think it will be better for the series. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But peak Star Wars, I think we're in
0: it. We're in it yeah. right now. It starts again tonight. Adam <laughs> Graham, film critic for the Detroit News, Laura Weber Davis, senior producer here on Detroit Today. Thanks for being here to talk about Star
1: Wars. Thanks for letting me produce this segment Absolutely. and making myself a part of it. Absolutely, (laughs) Okay, up next, we're going
0: to continue to talk about Star Wars just in a little bit of a different way. We'll talk about the failed missile defense system of the 1980s. But stay with us on the phones just to talk about the movies, if you like. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back on Detroit Today.